So uh, welcome to God's Watchmen. We are here at Calvary, Philly. We actually ran into a brother here. His name is Paul. So this is a special episode that we're working on, and it was a blessing to meet this man, to hear him share his ministry, that he is nameless, faceless, and hidden behind the cross in his ministry that he works at, at UPS, and he's used to hand out Bibles and to share the Word of God with people, and we liked, he actually accepted to sit down while we're here at the pastor's conference, so uh, Paul, would you introduce yourself and tell us about your earlier years and, you know, about your family or whatever you'd like to share about yourself? Well, you know, getting started off with um, just who I am and who I was and go who God's turning me into at, at this point in time, and, and uh, it's a, been, a, a, been a journey. But for me, the the biggest point of, you know, I got saved when I was 20. Okay. Um, came from a Lutheran kind of background, kind of religious thing, you know, partying all the way through confirmation classes and yeah. not really meaning a thing to it. I'm not saying that all Lutherans are lost or anything, but for me, it didn't do anything. Um, mm -hmm. You know, broken home kind of thing. But, um, you know, I never came from a real high place because I stuttered tremendously bad when I was younger and then... You know, you get picked on a lot and you get, but you know what, even inside of all that, getting unmercifully picked on. And then with the way we were raised, um, not the way we were raised, how, what happened when we were raised, you know, moving from city to city, state to state, place to place, you're always in a new place, always. And then as a stutter, what do you think they do every time you move into a new area? Paul, stand up mm. and tell you who you are and I couldn't talk and then everybody laughs and then you're isolated immediately you know wow. and picked on and but what was good about that was God was working something in me okay way back then to be tender and that's super important man and yeah th that was the only way I think that I could have efficiently effectively experienced not that I'm handicapped like most are but it but you could feel the abuse on that and when yeah. you stutter it's kind of like open open field for abuse you know like yeah. it's where they wouldn't maybe pick on someone in a wheelchair open season on stuttering i mean it was <laughs> and the worst state was was texas okay. it was brutal i actually considered suicide because oh, it was just so bad i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't even go in the high school to to the lunchroom because there was no, there was nowhere to sit. Just sit in the bathroom the entire time. That's how bad it was. Pushing the lockers, spit upon, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Brutal. And so when I got saved when I was twenty, you know, I kind of turned all of that in, in, into drinking, oh, wow. and partying, yeah, and angry, yeah, and working out and trying to beat up everybody, you know, that would so, live. And I and I couldn't fight or anything, but I just wanted to look big. You filling know, that just, void, just making something you, in there, another right? identity to cover up all that pain. Oh yeah, exactly. So you moved. Frequent, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. had to relive. Oh yeah, that pain all that time, over all the, over and oh, over all the time, getting picked on, right? So when I was uh, wow. finally met some some friends, where we kind of settled down, and then my parents had to move again, or my dad and my mom, you know, just trouble. I didn't want to get into all that, but um, then met some friends finally and partied with them a lot, and then two of the friends died one night, and that's kind of where. I realized at 19, I was like, huh, you know, hmm. I couldn't believe seeing them dead just absolutely shook me because I was just with them that night, you know, and yeah. 
And, uh, and so that's what really kind of woke me up. Got saved around 20th just through a series of events. And then for 20 years, I kind of lived the good life as far as, you know, believe in God, saved, never really introduced to the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay, until I was about 20 years old. I mean, 40 years old. So 20 years into it after having kids, midstream, you know, in that, um, I, I listened to Joe Foch. Here, I, somebody sent me an MP3 series, My Brother Mark and, and His Wife Patsy. Yeah. Changed my life. The baptism of the Holy Spirit just totally changed my whole life. Not that I stopped stuttering. I still stuttered badly. Yeah. Not that I was... I'm still ugly, and I still... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Jesus says you're me. one beautiful... That didn't make yeah. me... That didn't fix that. <laughs> it didn't fix anything. Yeah. Just different hardware on the inside as far as... Mm-hmm. He was always there, but... It was the overflowing presence of his life by obedience to what his spirit was telling me to do. So I listened to Joe Foch. He said it was about ability, availability over ability. It was about, wasn't about the IQ of the sheep. All of those things appealed to me greatly. And I felt like I'll never be anything anywhere, but I'll be something. As long as I please you, Jesus, I'm good. Yeah. So as as 40 years old, Mm -hmm. when you started hearing about being obedient to the, yeah, to the Spirit. To the Holy Spirit. Was that when you started studying the Word more and more, when you got them tapes? Is that what led you to be you more know, obedient? it really, really helped out a lot. I'd always been a reader of God's Word, okay. just cover to cover. But to have somebody teach it like that, oh, amazing. Totally amazing. I'd okay. never, because I had been taught from the Bible by some, a lot of great teachers. Yeah, yeah. But nobody taught the Bible line by line, verse by verse. Yeah. I mean, that's game changer. And that made you hungry. Oh, hungry. And then coupled with the Holy Spirit in this, I mean, I was driving at night, listening to Joe on MP3s, just weeping, Mm. literally just going, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. And then just believing, and then started to witness two people, like I said yesterday, just was shocked people would listen to us stutter, give the gospel, you know, in all kind of UPS scenarios and, and work scenarios. And, you know, that was my first mission field kind of sorta in yeah. a, in the way it was there. Yeah, I know yesterday you had mentioned cuz you work for UPS, you're mm-hmm. a truck driver. Right. And you said you honored your boss. Right. And as you honored your boss working onto the Lord, right. God provided you opportunities to share the gospel right. and hand out Bibles. Correct. I mean, you mentioned Yeah, and what what's happened again is for me is is I just I witnessed to everybody. Yeah, and give okay. Bibles to everybody, That's and true. put their names on them and stuff like that. So we reach out to every single person, but that all didn't start. I mean, that was all just kind of starting slowly, passing them out, then imprinting. Lord gave us the idea of of, of imprinting, but getting back to the boss thing, Jesus, you know, says we're to work as unto the Lord. Yeah, and you're supposed to work even better than any other employee. Mm-hmm. Not just do your job, but do it well. Do it. As best as you can be, I'm, yeah. I want to be the best. You, you, you know, even today, best UPS semi driver. Been there 38 years. I want to be the best I can possibly be. Amen. As a witness to my boss, and God will provide all those opportunities to witness to people. I mean, I have a, I have that book, His Passion, Our Privilege. I have a whole section on witnessing at work and how you can make a huge impact. Huh. On your workplace. You said you have a book? Yeah, I do. Yeah. You're yeah. going to have to share that with me. I will. Or, I will. Or yes. share it now. What, yeah, yeah. What's it's it a, called? It's a, it's a His Passion, Our Privilege. He gave me the title. Okay. He showed me how to write it. I mean, I was, re- I was praying about 
four years ago, how to reach Christians okay. to evangelize, you know, and I prayed about it for a while, never have, nothing happened. I was like, okay, Lord, I, that's fine. And then I was driving back from Texarkana, you know, that's five hour, four and a half hours from Houston, middle of the night, I start at midnight or 10 o'clock or whatever the sword is, you know, that I go on, pick on. And uh, I was driving back and I, all of a sudden I heard the Lord just kind of speak to me. And I'm like, Lord, I'm driving. I can't write it down. <laughs> and I don't have a brain. Yeah. You know, I don't have memory. You know that. And he reminded me I had a voice memo. So I voice memoed for an hour. Oh, wow. As he was just, I was little, little listening to him and then I just spat yeah. it out. Yeah. And um, then it was crazy. The next day at work, I kid you not, I drive in a short cab, meaning there there's no sleeper in it. Okay. And the next day, I never had had driven in one of those. Those are just for sleeper teams for people that go go across country. We had an extra one, and my boss said, "Hey, I got an extra one for a while. This is your truck." The next day, mm-hmm. well, those trucks have a sleeper in the back and have a desk in the back. And the guy I met from Memphis was perpetually late, <laughs> late every night, like an hour, hour and a half late. Okay. So I had a desk, AC, to write this book, and literally. I wrote the whole thing in the back of the truck That's as I was waiting. That's awesome. And then, and then it was so funny. I mean, I would just write the title and I would just start to write, and scriptures would pop. I'd write the scripture, make commentary on it, yeah. on, on evangelizing in in this situations. Like, if you're, it's a whole breakdown of everything in, in it. Yeah. But one of them is is workplace. And so then, then got done with that. I had it on, sat on it for a couple of years, used it a, a few times. And then the Lord just really bugged me about doing a video. And okay. I'm like, no. And then another guy spoke life into me, said, you're supposed to do this on video, aren't you? And, just, and I'm like, Ugh. So I did the whole thing at home. It was awful, trying to look at myself. I'm not a selfie guy yeah. at all, looking at me, and then I'm stuttering. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. Lord, I'm not doing this. And then I was studying, and that's things you should never say. Lord, I'm not, or no, to the Lord, right? yeah. I've said a lot of I'm not and knows, <laughs> yeah. and I got to take no them back. Oh, yeah. So I was studying. I kept relenting. Okay, I was studying in the cab the book that the Holy Spirit had me write, you know, to prepare at home. And then he just like put the camera up here. And so we did. And we I did it. I filmed it all in the, in the cab of a truck, all the episodes pretty much in wow. it. And because it had the spirit of peace about it. It was the acoustically correct mic. And so three weeks after I started filming and they were coming down, I was just, they were like almost flawless. I was just yeah able to just do them at ease. And then a guy comes and he wants Bibles for rescued sex traffic kids and emotional mm-hmm. or kids that have been abused, you know. And I said, sure. And he asked me, he goes, what are you doing, man? And I was like, "What? Well, we're, we're doing this and that. And, and I said, well, I'm doing this filming thing, filming this stuff. And he goes, well, that's what I do for a living. I'm a <laughs> a film guy. Yeah, I, I do editing and I and I put professors' Bible studies on film. Yeah, and then I, I I put it on YouTube and I'm like, you're kidding? And he goes, nope. He goes, I'll do it for free. And I'm like, what? Wow. So then I knew then. Okay, okay, Lord, I'm supposed to do this. God's hands. God's in hands it. on it. Whether it does anything or not, I don't even care. So it's up now. Finally, just got the last installment of it last week, so I could be prepared for this week. How many years did you sit on the book part and up until uh, now? A couple vi- years. Okay. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was over. I used it many times, yeah. but I just thought, okay, it's over. Everything has a shelf life. So this all happened like 
when you were waiting for some guy at work, like at yeah, a truck yeah, stop. Yeah, so yeah, that... yeah, yeah. And then I, I, as soon as I was done, that truck went away. It was so funny. As soon as I was done with the book, that nice truck was was gone, and and then oh. back to my other tr- smaller trucks. Yeah. It was so funny. It was yeah, like God, God was had... like he had a chariot, a desk, and that was it. <laughs> it was really funny. Wow. So that, yeah. that that's neat that you're at work and this guy was always an hour late. And oh you... yeah used it as an opportunity oh, for to sure. do what God for was sure. prompting you. For that, sure. That's... I could go on and on about stuff and crazy stories, but you know, yeah. so many folks have gotten born again at, at UPS that are inner city that are transient. They are there for a few for a few months and then they're gone. Yeah. You know, because it's hard work. It's super UPS works you hard, man. And 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 and, oh, I... and, and so there's a lot of folks that are don't like the hard work that much. Yeah. And then there's just thousands of people that work there. So you see a bunch of people there all the time. So I carry Bibles with me or where, wherever I go in the parking lot in into the place. And and but I don't do it, like I said, if I'm on the clock and I'm, you know, working, or like for me, if I'm waiting on a door, I'll jump back in the load. They cannot stop me from talking to a person. Yeah. As I'm helping them wrap the load up, you know. Or the, you know, so okay. I'll I'll talk to them then. I'll have a promise book in my back pocket, yeah, and or a Bible in my back pocket. You're always just, equipped and prepared. Always. Do you go fishing without bait? <laughs> no, Never. I'm a fisherman. Never. I don't, I, how am I going to catch you're, any you're, fish you're, without exactly. any bait? Exactly. And you know, the the, uh, the Holy Spirit will lead you without all that, but yeah. it's really helpful. Yeah. So we so I I give away nice Bibles and promise books and just crazy things happen. I mean, all the time. That's awesome. I mean, just. Go on and on and on, on and on and on. Yeah, about, I know about beautiful things that happen all it, the time. You got me excited just hearing this and how God <laughs> works at your job. Just because right. you are faithful, obedient, and filled with the Spirit and yielding to what He wants, and open to help people and step in. You know, we started stepping in about fifteen years ago with people that were hurting would get cancer, mom would die. I'd be the guy, and I still do, am to this day, that, you know, flowers are sent, sent emails out or, or, or yeah. text to everybody. Hey, I just sent out flowers if you want to donate. Um, someone's wife died speaking at their funerals or um, raise money for flowers or if they're out of work with cancer and they don't have any money, after a while we'll, we'll get drive donation drives. And then what I'll do is get Bibles with their name on it yeah. Leave the front blank, put the Bible on the dispatch counter. Okay. And everybody can sign it like a card, like a Hallmark card. Wow. And and that becomes their most valuable possession, which then creates an opportunity for me to give them that Bible with money from other employees, yeah, helping them out with all the signatures on there. It breaks people apart, man. It shows love oh, to the big love. The act of love with their name on it people signing it and then I'm able to give that gospel wow. just super powerfully strong Man, just... and then they they get saved. I mean a lot most of there's a lot of t- I mean lots of folks get saved with that. Wow. And some of them are already saved that are going through things, but it creates just a real real cool team. Yeah. Really really neat. So you can just there's so many different things that wow. that you can do in the workplace that are so yeah. beneficial to so many. We yeah. could sit here for hours. Yeah. I oh could my keep gosh. picking your brain. Yeah. But I know it's not about numbers or nothing, no, but no. this is out here to encourage people that right. are that are out there on a job site that you know may, might be scared or 
don't have the courage or the boldness. Right. Where you heard Paul, he just started right. doing it. Would you explain mm-hmm. it, how many Bibles you handed out last year? I mean, this has been going on forever, but um, not forever, but now, you know, years. individually on my own, or or just as just as, as a ministry, the, as a ministry, as we as a ministry, we we were able to do one hundred and fifty nine thousand and ten last year. Wow, that's. That's yeah. a lot and of that, Bibles. And that was, we like as you learned yesterday, they don't know, but um, we don't have a website. We don't ask for money. Nobody knows what we're doing. Yeah. And the bills are paid every month, 100% in full. And most of the time, like I just ordered, well, I'm not even going to say that now because then I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll scratch that. But um, when, when I order stuff, usually I don't have it. And by the end of the month, it's always there, yeah. 100%, because it's important. By, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But faith is also hearing from God, mm-hmm. and and the opportunities that I that He's bringing to me. I don't just step out on nothing. So, explain how how do you stay in that close relationship with the Lord, being able to hear from Him that way? Well, the Holy Spirit was given for the power to be a witness, but also connectivity too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's if you think about it. You hear from God when you're when when you're doing His will, right? And, yes. And when you're doing His will, like Luke 14, that servant that is 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 going around asking people to come to the wedding feast. Mm-hmm. He's going back and forth to his what his master. Yes. He's communicating with him all the time, and the master is is giving him what fresh instructions, right? But it's so much better than that because that's just an illustration. But really. And also his territory is enlarging from, he says, around his house, basically, yeah. then in the streets, and then I'll then go out in the highways and the byways. He's gone from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria. Yes. That Amen. servant has gone all around. Amen. And, but for me, it's the expression of his approval upon me, his pleasure upon me. Yeah. That's what drives me. And what, what I want to do is please him. So you complete, by pleasing him, in my estimation, is you radically obey with all your heart. No matter what effort you give, you give it your all. And I couldn't even possibly accomplish yeah. everything that I I, that is needed. I have hundreds of volunteers now that I organize, that I don't organize, that the Holy Spirit brings this one accordness, because I'm so weak, he allows so many to just fit in. And, and leadership to me is 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 knowing who Jesus is yes and following him and obeying him and he provides every aspect of what you need I loved how you said that yesterday yep a leader is following the Holy Spirit you become yep. a leader following the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit you might not have the title as a right. leader you never will I don't I, want it yeah it, I don't care I don't want it yeah. I just want the Lord to be glorified that's Amen. all I care about I mean honestly I don't give a, if, if this ends tomorrow it would be horribly sad for me but I would just keep giving Bibles that I wouldn't care. Yeah. One on one on one deal. So my question to you is for how would you encourage a person that is at work and they feel they or sense or prompted the Holy Spirit to lead them to talk to people and they got some fear? What what kind of encouragement would you give them to get over that hump of what somebody might say or what my employer might say? Because in the end, if they're being obedient to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. 
the Holy Spirit's going to block out right, all right, right. from the boss. So and be prudent. Be be wise. Be wise. Wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. Yeah. You don't want to stand up in the middle of the room and 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 talk to somebody aloud and repent ye. And you know, I mean, I mean, it's a place of work. Yeah. There's always going to be that time where God sees it as the right time, and He's always going to He's always going to put it. Now, you'll miss it, but when you miss it, God's just alerting you to the fact. Don't be discouraged when you miss it. You'll know when you miss it. You'll absolutely know. Okay. But when you do, you repent. Mm. Lord Jesus, I missed it. Mm. But thank you for alerting me to the fact you want to use me and, hey. and, and renew this in me. Forgive me, Father. I'm so sorry. I want to be more sensitive. Give me the boldness I need to move it. And then you'll stutter in the first one and you won't, <laughs> you'll jack it up. Yeah. But God's not slapping you down. Amen. He wants to use you. Yeah. He wants to use your life in a most beautiful way. He's training you. What does Mark 1, 17 says when he, when, when he's talking to Peter and James and they throw down their nets and come follow you, and I will make you to become fishers, fishers of, of men. men. Yes. Not I'm not going to make you fisher of men, make you to become. Totally different. It's a process. Yeah. There's it's a, a process. There's a it's training, training process. I can't hit 10 free throws in a row unless I, I practice at a thousand first. Yeah. Right? It just it just it's it's a it's it's a training thing, but yet it's even better because he's molding you into his image. Yeah, you gotta put your faith in the action. You do. You gotta you walk do. the steps out. You gotta baby and, steps at first, and that's okay. You got your crinkly diaper on. It's all right, man. It's all good. I'm 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 glad I still got my crinkly yeah, diaper because oh, crinkle crinkle fall. <laughs> yeah. Because he's pushing you in the butt behind. And I probably shouldn't say. I guess said the other. You shouldn't say that. But you're. He's tapping you along the yeah. butt uh, behind you to move you forward. But he's right beside you with with his arms ar around you. Then he's ahead of you, saying, "Come on, boy. Yeah. Come on, man. Come to Papa." And that's and that's kind of what it is to me. It's just what whatever. Like even going up on the stage. I like I said. I don't speak in front of people, hardly at all. And, and you just had. 1,300 people were Right, there. and I walked up there, and I'm like, oh, I wanted to throw up. But I knew my father's going to be with me. The Holy Spirit's going to meet me at the podium, and he did. It was. I felt him. It was beautiful. I felt him, and I was like, man, this is where I need to be for this moment. I didn't know you stuttered until you you mentioned it. To be honest, you know it, well, it was that it's all, it's it was all that him. powerful. It's it all was him. you could see Throw crowns at his feet and the weakness personified, right? Yes, the strength through weakness. I mean, you could just see the smile, the glory. Agape that, love is magnified through weakness. Yes, beautifully so. Uh -huh. And and when it says where his strength is made perfect in weakness, that word perfect, it's it's like say if you had like a whatever as a 75 you know corvette and didn't have an engine in it right mm -hmm. and you had a 75 corvette engine yeah. to go right into it all the bolts would would fit perfectly and it would fit right in there that's what weakness is to the holy spirit he fits yeah. perfect into that and wants to use that in a beautiful way awesome yeah hey caleb you got anything you want to you want to ask i know you always got something yeah, what uh, what encouraging words would you give um, for those that are seeking to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and those that uh, are fearful and have anxiety and are, are trying to discern what's right? What would you say? Well, first of all, the sin of comparison will kill you, right? I mean, if you're looking at other people at what they're doing and what they're not doing, mm -hmm. 
kills you. I used to do that all the time when I first first 20 years of my walk. Man, I'm not smart. I'm not good looking like that guy. I'm not, I can't eloquent. I can't talk. I'm not all the things that prevented me. But really, when you think about it, when you're doing that, it's just the same as pride, just in reverse. It's on the flip side. You're still on yourself. <laughs> you're still stuck on yourself. It's just in the negative instead of in, in the positive. You're not picking yourself up, letting the Holy Spirit know that you're a, you're a, a special creation. All the anxieties, all of, your, all of the anxieties that you have in life are opportunities. All the fears you have are opportunities to make himself strong. And if you let that go and just obey at when he's calling you to do it, and then you know. Again, it's not a one-trick pony where all of a sudden, bam, you miss it and you're done forever. No. A lot of baby steps. Oh, that's the biggest part of this. I have jacked it up so many times, you know, not deliberately, just fumbling around, and God's so merciful. So when you're anxious with that, just the one thing all I can say is, Ask the Holy Spirit every day. Baptism of the Holy Spirit's real. That's all I can say. It's the realest thing on the planet. Then it's many refills, you know? And it's continual. What are our refills? It's just prayer for the will of God, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that, that's all it is. Whatever you're doing at that moment, say you sin you, and you think a lustful thought or you see a prideful thought or an angry thought, and Jesus doesn't, you know, doesn't agree with that, then you just, Lord, you saw that. Yeah. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I repent, I confess, I want that gone. Will you fill me and replenish me? And, and, and so what I do, you know, I, throughout the day, I repent all the time. And then at the end of the day, I challenge this big time. And you ask the Holy Spirit, you know, Psalm 139, 26, I think it says, it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know, and know my ways and see if there be any wicked way in me. And trust me, when you do that, if you haven't done that, by the, at the end of the day, it's going to be this moving mo- motion picture of the day of, oh, yep, I thought that. Oh, yep. I, oh, yeah. I, I did that. Yeah, well, and then that's just a like a self-cleaning oven. It's burning you from the inside out, and yeah. you want to make sure that, that you let God take those pieces mm-hmm. out. You repent and say, Lord, I know Mount Sinai is coming again. <laughs> Renew me and refresh me. And then the next morning when you wake up, open his word and say without the phone on anything social media computers whatever and just say you know teach me holy spirit show me spend time in it and and even if you have trouble concentrating you know read aloud read aloud and and so that because you know such a rabbity world you know with all the social stimulus that we have going 24 7 it's hard to be quiet you know, super hard. And so you just read aloud, pray aloud, and God will bless that. And so for the anxiousness, again, it's just baby steps of walking with him, and he will do it all day long, all day long. Yeah, thanks thanks for coming on and, you and bet. sharing and you bet. Um, taking this time at the uh, conference. We really appreciate it. Amen. And, let, let, and let's pray over you guys. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this podcast, and I just pray that what you do, spirit-led, is spirit-fed. And so, Lord, I just pray that you lead them, guide them, provide them. And, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing in, in their lives. And, and I just thank you for their blessing of even being a part of this. What, what an honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.